Greetings, this is Mike Eastman. I'm one of the pastors here at Epping Presbyterian Church. I'd like to begin by thanking you for joining us for our weekly podcast, wherever you may be. And wherever you are, whether you're with family or alone, online or on the phone, whether in Sydney or Singapore, you're in some way being impacted by the current COVID-19 crisis. You may even be wondering, what is God doing? Is God even in control of what seems to be chaos? And now that the church, even the church, is unable to meet in person, and the many programs that we once saw as vital are now not running, what does God want us to be doing? You may have other questions. This is a time that is challenging to us all. But we aren't the first people to be asking these questions. And we won't be the last. Almost 500 years ago, a guy named Martin Luther wrote the much-loved hymn, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. He wrote it during a time of what seemed like chaos. He had friends that were getting burned at the stake. He himself had been in isolation. The Black Plague was taking the lives of many. And Luther's own son almost died from infection. On many occasions during all of these troubling times, Luther would turn to his colleague, a guy named Philip, and say, Come, Philip, let us sing the 46th Psalm. So today, in the midst of a pandemic of isolation, of what seems like chaos, we are going to spend some time reflecting on Psalm 46. And as we do so, may we find confidence in the midst of chaos. In a moment, Elisha is going to read Psalm 46 for us. So if you can now get your Bibles open, I'm going to pray. Father, as we are about to hear from you through your word, we ask you to help us. Help me to speak clearly and with confidence. Not confidence in myself, but in you and in your message. Help all of us listening today to be ready to hear your truth and to be both convicted by and encouraged by it. Help us to make sense of all that you are doing, doing around us and doing within us. Please strengthen us to be still, to see you and to see your works so that we would have confidence in the midst of chaos. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are with your people, that you are with us not only now, but forevermore. Amen. Psalm 46 God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present hope in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. Salah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. 
the God of Jacob is our fortress, Salah. Come and see the work of the Lord, the desolation he has brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Salah. A mighty fortress is our God. After reading this psalm, we can see how it helped Luther to have confidence in the midst of chaos. We too need this confidence today. So stay with me as we take a deeper look at how this part of God's word is pointing us to the confidence that we need to face the chaos of our world. Confidence in God's presence, which means we can have confidence in God's power over nature and confidence in God's power over nations. Knowing this confidence means that we can be still and know that he is God. Now join with me at verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, and ever-present help in trouble. This can also be read as very present help, or a well-proven help. Luther chose the words, a bulwark never failing. God is a sure and unfailing help a firm foundation for his people. And I don't know about you, but when I've been in trouble, and I've been a little bit, when I've been overwhelmed by fear and by chaos all around me, when I have been isolated, alone, and with seemingly no hope, I had no need for a God who was distant, a God that I had to do things for in order to please him, A God that I couldn't reach. No. When I was totally helpless and hopeless, I needed a God who would come to me. A God who would be in my troubles with me. A God who would do for me what I couldn't do for myself. And today, we are offering this song this psalm in praise of the God who comes to his people and stays with us. He is the ever-present help in trouble. As we were reminded last week, it is Jesus who tells his people, in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Jesus says that in John 16 verse 33. So I wonder, where do you turn for refuge in times of trouble? Where do you find strength to face the chaos around you? Times like the ones that we're in normally produce fear. But for those who have the peace that Jesus offers, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, 
though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with its surging. Selah. This word, Selah, is an old Hebrew word that translators don't know how to get exactly right, so it remains in its original language. It means something like a reflective pause. Selah. Stop and think about that for a while. That word appears three times in this psalm, and it helps us to include these prompts so that we don't skip over these things too quickly. We do not fear because we have confidence in God's presence. So while the waters of the world may rage, floodwaters rise. We get into the next verses and see that there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. For the early readers and the singers of this psalm, they would have recalled the aqueducts of Jerusalem, the underwater river that was built at a time that Jerusalem was facing being overrun by the mighty Assyrian army. Now an old tactic at the time was to cut off the water supply of a city and just wait. It would only take days for the city to weaken and for chaos to set in, making an attack so much easier. So for the people in Jerusalem under King Hezekiah, there was literally a river whose streams make glad the city of God. This water, this river or stream, is part of the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles, which celebrated God bringing life to his people. Did you know that when Jesus himself came to Jerusalem, he didn't go to this important celebration. Instead, he waited until the final day. In John chapter 7, we read that Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. In the next verse, we are told plainly that Jesus meant the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that all of those who believe in him would receive. The streams that make glad the city of God. Why is this important for us, we ask? Because our confidence in God's presence is not only that God is with us, but that his life, his spirit, God himself lives in his people, in us. You see, the rest of our psalm, the confidence in God's power over nature and his power over the nations flows out of our confidence in God's presence. If God is within us, 
we will not fall. Even in the face of chaos, even in the face of death itself, in the face of COVID-19. Do you believe this? Where God is, life is. Eternal life. An eternal life longs for an eternal city. In Revelation chapter 22, we get a glimpse of the city where there is no chaos, where there is no curse. The river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God himself will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever and ever. So when darkness surrounds us, when the cities of the nations are in lockdown, when we are isolated, when the comforts and securities in life crumble before our eyes, remember that Jesus entered into our darkness and he clothed himself in it so that we would be in his light. And those in his light will reign forever and ever. You see, confidence in God's presence means that we can have confidence in his power over chaos. Look at verse 6 now with me. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Stop and think about that for a while. God speaks and the earth melts. Remember the way that God answered the prayer of Hezekiah. In 2 Kings chapters 18 and 19, we can find the story. The Assyrian army had already taken every city that surrounded Jerusalem and in the process had dragged away hundreds of thousands of people into slavery and they were now about to take Jerusalem. Hezekiah had nothing left, no strength, no wealth and no hope. So he cried out to the Lord, If the city was going to live, it must be God himself that gives it life. Enter the angel of the Lord. Yes, just one angel. This angel 
single-handedly wiped out 185,000 armed men in an instant. Now look at the words of Jesus, the one who is named Emmanuel, God with us. To the storm, he said, be still. And it was. To the lame, he said, get up. And they did. To the dead, he said, wake up. And they did. When it came time for him to be arrested by armed men in the darkness of night, one of his followers took out his sword and cut off the ear of a soldier. Jesus tells him to settle down and put the sword away, adding, Do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels. Think about it. Twelve legions. Now let's do some math. A Roman legion was around 5,000 men. So that's more than 60,000 angels. And if one angel effortlessly conquers 185,000 armed men, then stands to reason that 60,000 would instantly take out over 11 billion soldiers. That number is far more than every army of every nation of all time, all put together. You see, God is matchless. He speaks calm into a world of chaos. We can have confidence in God's power over nature and his power over nations. So as we now move into the closing verses of Psalm 46, we see a shift in the language. While the opening verses are addressing everyone, everywhere, these last verses are directly addressing God's people. They're addressing us. These verses call us to respond to the God who is with us, the God who is in us, the God who is our fortress, our strong tower, the God whose voice melts the earth. With confidence in God, we can come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. After being reminded that God is with his people, that he is our refuge, our strength, he is our confidence in the midst of chaos. We now see an instruction for us. Come and see the works of God. And what are these works? As we see God's power over nature and nations, we continue to be reminded that the Lord of hosts, the Lord of armies, is unmatched. With his word, he makes wars cease. He renders weapons of war useless. He melts the strongholds of men. In Amos chapter 3, God says, 
When disaster comes to a city, has not the Lord caused it? See, there is not an army or empire in the history of humankind that has endured. Disaster ultimately comes to them all, even to Israel. So when we look around us now and we see the nations crumbling and see the strongholds of our own making fall into pieces, we realize that we're not in control, and we never were. In these times... If you are looking for refuge and strength anywhere other than in God himself, it will fail you. So will you now come and see the works of the Lord? In this time of isolation, we have been granted the perfect opportunity to stop and to behold the works of God. Are you able to see what God is doing in the midst of COVID-19? You see, he will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. And the more we see the glory of God, the more the things of the world are exposed for what they are. God is glorified when his people find their joy in him and in nothing else. During this time, are you trying to make sense of the chaos that surrounds you? Maybe you're struggling with the idea that God would allow a pandemic like this to stop the world in its tracks, to even kill thousands upon thousands of people, to stop church services from meeting even. Well, to you, God says, be still. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. As we move into another week of social distancing measures, isolation and chaos around us, may we all do so with confidence in God's presence and confidence in God's power so that we may be still and know that he is God and we are not. Would you now join me in prayer? Lord of hosts, God of Jacob, you are our refuge, our strength, our very present help in times of trouble. Lord, as we are surrounded by what seems like chaos, we praise you. For in your Son, Jesus, we have peace. Thank you that he has entered into our chaos so that we would have confidence in your presence. Lord, I ask you to help everyone listening, help me too, to be still during these times, to know you, to trust you. May we see what you are doing. And Lord, may your glory fill the earth. 
Selah. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please join us again next week as we continue our series in Revelation. Uh, Josh Joshua Ling is going to um, pick that up at chapter 12. So um, in the meantime, if you wish to contact us, you can find us on Facebook or on our website. Thanks. Thanks.